and welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. I'm your host, Sam. And like I am every week, I am joined by some very talented individuals. This week, we're going to be talking about PAX West and just conventions in general. Um, but before we get into any of that, let me see who I have with me today. Starting with Sarah Uwu, how are you? I am Sarah Sweetbee, also uh, affectionately known as Sawa lately. Sawa. 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 <laughs> and also with me this week is going to be Taz. hey And Puppet. Hey, hey. How are both of you people? Fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. I want to thank you all for being here today, and we'll be right back with what we've been playing. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with our segment, What Are We Playing? Um, basically, just talk about what we've been playing for the last week or so. And in three weeks in a row, please be proud of me, I've played a game. I've played two games. I've actually played like three or four games. It's not important. I've played games. So yay for me for three weeks in a row. Don't ask me next week. I probably haven't played anything after that. Um, but I played a lovely little game called Hua, or that's kind of how you pronounce it. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, um, but it's spelled H-O-A. It is, I'm going to lean towards Puppet, what we call a cozy game, because it is very cozy, very sweet, lovely music, lovely visuals. It just brings you in and makes you just want to stay in that world with your little spirit friend, fairy friend. It's a little fairy friend. Fairy friend with bug friends oh my and rock goodness. friends with faces. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I have to say, I was streaming this game and I, I like started crying on, on stream because it was so cute. <laughs> I couldn't handle all the little noises oh. and it's all hand painted and it's just so cute. It's really pretty. Like, it's really pretty. It is so pretty. And I think we talked about it the last time I talked about it in the spring review, I believe, or summer review. Mm -hmm. And I forgot the lady's name. I do apologize. But like she did a um, like breakdown of the game and all that. And like how her voice was just soothing and just like, I really just want to be in this world. That's how the game plays. Like you just, it's very simple to get. It is somewhat platformy to some degree, but not like hard. Again, you have to get your butterflies because trade those in for moves and things mm -hmm. but i really enjoy it you know hopefully i'll be ending that sometime this week probably tomorrow and maybe just maybe if you go to gamereview.com you might see somebody writing about it i'm gonna jump in because it's one of my games too um the soundtrack is outstanding yes and it was live recorded and it was composed originally for this game and if you go to their website you can see it being live recorded and it's so emotional and just amazing and you know i'm a big music nerd and i started playing this i'm like what is this music right now because when when you can convey that much emotion through your instrument like i love it it's so good so amazing soundtrack and it's a gorgeous game on top of that it really is yes like oh can't throw enough praise at wah Again, probably saying that wrong, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> I also played a little game called Chicken Police. So Chicken Police is Zootopia meets Noir. And it is, as it sounds, you are a chicken who 
is a policeman. What? Who is, you know, trying to find murder mysteries and things. And it is just, it's a noir game. Like it is, you know, I, this dame came into my office with a tall glass of water and I wasn't thirsty. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right, then this, this is what we're getting today, huh? And it is kind of that point and click kind of thing as well to find your clues, ask the right questions, be graded on your questions, kind of like in an LA noir kind of way. Um, but I really do enjoy it. It is also <laughs> very racist, but with animals. Oh. So it's like, hey, you long-faced horse oh? that I'm going to call Bojack because all Bojacks are named, you know, all horses are named Bojack, aren't they? It's like, mm. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, all right. So again, kind of like that Zootopia, only bunnies can call other bunnies bunny. It's like, no, no, I get it. I, I see what we're doing. Oh, huh, interesting. interesting. All right. And also positive with um <laughs> genders, no matter what you are. You can date whatever you want. Okay. As in, if you're a chicken and you want to fall in love with a cat, you can. Cool. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice. You know, um, it's kind of weird sometimes, though, when you like, oh, how is your wife? And you're like, oh, his wife must be a chicken. And you see a picture. That's not a chicken. <laughs> oh, it's fun. But then, like, how do you guys have children? Mm, not going to ask questions about this world. It's all right. But it's, it's a weird world. Is that a lemur with lady legs? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. Lot of that. Cool. There's a cat who wears a dress that is shashaying back and forth, and you're kind of like, mm, not today. Interesting. Cool. All right. Never knew this existed. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. You're welcome. Gamescom with this past week, and Gamescom showed a lot of like quote unquote indies, or because this is an indie game by definition. And so they showed a lot of different indie games. I do suggest if you want to go on Steam and it was called Indie Showcase, I believe. I forgot what they called it now. But you could search through Steam and see all the games that were on Gamescom. Um, they have a lot of demos. Um, again, I think it's worth looking at at least because, again, it's a demo. Most of them are like less than a gig. So play them. If you like them, delete them and put them on your save list, your watch list, because I think there are a lot of games there that you can see. So I am now done talking. And we're going to turn to Sarah or Sewa. Sewa. <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, well, you know, I've been playing the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. Um, you know, all the time, always. You minus seven minutes since that's been mentioned. All right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of cattails, a little bit of rave heart. I won't lie. I've really been sucked into the Final Fantasy hole. And uh, gotcha games have also been taking over my life lately. I've been obsessed with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which isn't really gotcha, but, you know, I, I do have to spend a dollar here or there. And uh, Love Nikki, which is a dress-up game that you fight people with your choice of clothing. Cool. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. There's actually, it's like a very, like, pretty cutesy Asian game. But there's actually like the whole visual novel part to it is about war. So you're winning wars by being the best dressed chick in the land. So it's mm. pretty cool. It, it's easy for me to get addicted to it. Um, lots of gotcha in it, though. Lots and lots of gotcha. Okay. At first, I thought you said the best dressed chicken because of what we had just like seen. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you could also be a beautiful chicken if you would like. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, they do have some animals you can add to your outfit, but I don't think I own a chicken. Oh. Oh, she's cute. Yeah, she's really cute. So it's just, it's a, my cute little, like, uh, what is it? Like, my comfort game, you know? If I'm having a bad time, I can always go to Nikki, and then she's just sitting there, you know, trying to look her best and just be pretty, and it's something nice to worry about. Oh. If only looking pretty could solve our war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> And Taz, what have you been playing? I've been playing It Takes Two with Puppet on my two-player Tuesday streams. Uh, pretty bananas. Pretty crazy. We got in the middle of a war between squirrels and wasps. And the squirrels turned on <laughs> us because that's just what squirrels do. Um, oh. Yeah, that was it was very, very interesting. Uh, I found out on my stream that like there's this commander squirrel and he's voiced by uh, he's voiced, he's voiced some, some stuff, but um, I have a lot of I have quite a few uh, Dark Souls uh, players on my stream. Um, and uh, they were like, oh, yeah, I totally hear it. Of like a specific character from Dark Souls three. I can't remember the name. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. You can you can ask Puppet. We got I got a sap gun. She got a matchstick gun and put the two together. We were blowing up wasps. It was it was it was bananas, yo. It was amazing. The um the graphics. Um, and the animation in that game is amazing, like amazing. I was very impressed and it was so fun to blow up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there were times where like I'd be progressing through the level and she's just blowing up stuff behind me. I'm like, yo, you got to let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know I have to blow it all up. <laughs> it's just too fun. Yeah, no, it's it a good game. Highly recommend. Play with your friends. Only one needs to to buy it. Uh, the other can uh, download the um, friend pass, and then as long as one person owns the whole game, you can play with the other person. Um, and then uh, I've also been playing a gacha game, uh, Konosuba Fantastic Days, based off of the anime Konosuba, a satirical take on uh, isekai. Uh, anime uh it came out last week uh and i've already gotten uh both of the uh well a majority of the uh the the four star event um characters so that's been pretty sweet so if you're a fan of konosuba uh highly recommend it's free to download but of course it's a gotcha game and it'll it'll get you you know uh, i haven't put any money down on it because there hasn't been any like one dollar deals yet because sometimes you get a special character if you pay one dollar um in some games but this one not yet but it, it you know it, like and like a lot of gotcha games especially the first week or two it'll give you all the 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 speed tickets and the and the energies you need to play non-stop for hours until you run out and then you hit hit this point which i just hit of like man i uh leveling up my 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 characters is kind of a grind now but that does not take away from the fun i'm just kind of informing those of you who are not uh gotcha players but it's still great and it's fantastic it's whimsical it's colorful it's it's great and lastly puppet yeah um aside from hoa is that how you're saying it hoa and um it takes two i've been trying to get in my comfy game so i've been playing coffee talk which I do highly recommend if you're into visual novels. Although there's some gameplay in there because you actually have to make drinks for people um, and do some like uh, latte art that I'm 
honestly terrible at. Um, and uh, so basically this, uh, it was developed um, by an Indonesian indie studio called Taj Productions. Um, and it was released, I think, back in January um, of 2020. So a, a bit ago. But um, basically, you are a barista who works in a coffee shop in like a fantasy version of Seattle. And you just meet different individuals who come into your shop and uh your coffee shop is only open at night which makes it unique and um it it has like a 90s anime aesthetic uh but it's like pixel art which is kind of cool and uh the music is super chill it's like low lo-fi chill pop type music um and the ambiance is amazing because it's raining every day because um, it's set in Seattle, and everybody thinks um, it rains in Seattle every single day. Um, <laughs> so it's very cozy. It's very cozy. And it also like has a lot of great commentary on um, like all kinds of different topics um, having to do with family, with relationships, with sexuality, with race, and so many other things um, that are very relevant to modern day um even though it's set in a completely you know different realm um quote unquote so um yeah i really recommend it um it's super chill yeah it's it's thought provoking as well for sure so that's uh that's my main cozy game right now the other game that i'm working my way through is unbound worlds apart which i think i mentioned a little while ago it is extremely challenging um, but it is a beautiful little game and, um, it is a puzzle platform and it's set in this universe where, um, basically there's two worlds that are connected by these like portals. And so you can control whether or not you activate these portals while you're, um, platforming and you have to use, uh, you know, those portals to get through the game. So, um, it's super, super cool. There's really creepy, awful en enemies um and recently i had to encounter some uh very hairy spiders and that wasn't super fun but <laughs> um aside from that i've been doing okay uh yeah super challenging if you like challenging um platformers that is a great game plus the little character soli is just so cute he has this little red cape and a little bit of a like a flame like his cape is on fire but i'm not sure why yet but i'm sure i will learn um but it's wait that's his name soli soli s o l i that's cool yes cool so name. cute so cute um yeah it's creepy cute is how i would describe the artwork um so yeah uh there you go oh and of course uh doki doki i'm still making my way through Doki Doki Literature Club. And so far, it's still pretty wholesome. Um, I mm -hmm. didn't expect it to take me so long um, because my chat just like goes goes a little bonkers. So <laughs> everything is in slow motion, but that's okay. Um, I'm just really, you know, soaking in the whole um, aesthetic right now. So it's good. I will let you know um, how the rest of it goes. However, I might not feel the same way after I'm finished. <laughs> Again, wholesome game. Wholesome game. Wholesome, cute, adorable, wholesome game. Kind of getting a little weird. Some of the poems are, are like, huh, uh, that's that's kind of weird, but okay. 
it's a poem. It's up for interpretation. Uh-huh. You find it weird. I'm sure the person who wrote it thinks it's totally fine. Uh-huh. It's totally fine. <laughs> Keep playing. Keep playing. Uh, yeah, so those are my games this week. Also just looked at Coffee Talk. Looks very cutesy. I like it. Oh, yeah. I like the designs. Of the, like you say, the 90s anime I can see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I might have just downloaded the demo just to see you know, if I wanted to play more of that myself. Oh, yeah. It's real good. Great cozy game. Thank you all for telling what you've been playing. And we'll be right back with the question of the week. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with our segment question of the week. In our Discord every day, we ask a question, whether it be about gaming or maybe just a little bit off the wall in general. We like to kind of see what our Discord members are thinking. And if you'd like to join our Discord, you can go to GameRavenReview.com and there will be a link there to join our Discord. This week, I've pulled this question and it's kind of like a would you rather. Would you rather have loads of time to play a game, but only be able to play two games or buy two games in a year, or be able to buy loads of games, but never have much time to play them? And let's start with Puppet. Yeah, so uh, I'm an individual with ADHD, so my answer is obviously going to be the second one, um, because I think I would go a little insane if I only could buy two games a year. So, um, and honestly, the way I play games, um, I'm, I mean, you know this about me, I'm always playing so many different games all at once. So um, I think I would, I think I would go with this, the latter, actually. As do you agree? I think I would go with the. Uh, I think I remember writing on the Discord, um, buy two games a year, and have loads of time to play. Because I think uh, I even saw Sarah. You and I had a similar answers of like it would definitely clear up our backlog yeah. if we can only buy two games a year. That way we can actually just like start playing the old ones. I go with that one. Okay. And Sarah, do you still agree with that? Um, especially seeing as, you know, I've been playing our, uh, favorite critically acclaimed MMO. Um, <laughs> th- those games never end. I could probably, I would honestly say I could probably solely live off of just Final Fantasy 14 for a year. All right. That's what it was. It's a year that we would have to do this. Yes. Th- there's enough extras and mini games. I mean, there's things from, you know, really intense raids to, you know, Chocobo racing mini games and little gambling card games. Like I would be able to find enough to do in a game like that. And then I could pick like one indie to focus on and maybe hopefully actually get a review done within the year. <laughs> maybe. Okay. And I puppet, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to leave you on your island by yourself. That's okay. So yeah, probably the two a year. Um as someone who's been waiting almost the entire year for Deathloop to come out because that that Oh, that that deadline keeps moving forward. I think it's going to be next week, though. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that game will actually come out. But with gaming nowadays, like Sarah kind of mentioned, 
you have so much DLC and things that are added to that to a game where if I finish the main story, cool, then I can go back and maybe try to 100% it. I can then get the DLC, you know, three to six months later from the game coming out. Cool, now I have something extra to play or New Games Plus comes out or something is added to the game where, yeah, sure, I only get to play two games of the year, maybe. But of those two games, how many hours am I able to put into that and actually, you know, be able to finish the entire game, be able to see all the little nooks and crannies, speed run even maybe of a game, which whenever I get back to 12 minutes, I would love to see if you can speed run that game. and Can you beat it like within like an hour or whatever? But yeah, definitely would love to see the two games a year and just have that free time to play them. And also, I guess, being a responsible adult somewhat. Can I also add that to you? Like, can I not be a responsible adult and still have things paid, though? <laughs> right. <laughs> can I have all the time in the world, plus all my bills are also just paid magically? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, if you want to answer questions like this, as I mentioned before, join our Discord. If you go to GameRavenReview.com, the link will be there to join said Discord. And we'll be right back with the main segment of this podcast. See you there. And welcome back to the Game Raven Review podcast with our main segment talking about conventions and ultimately PAX West, which is coming up in like three days of recording. (laughs) So for me, I'm just going to start off with this is my first gaming convention, I think, ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've never really? been to a gaming convention. Wow, yes. really? I've been to different conventions, um, but not like most of them like for business and also for choir. Nice. And music. But like as far as like gaming, it's like this would be the first one. I usually do the like stay at home and watch the E3s and be like, oh, man, look at all those people. Glad I can use my own bathroom, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at all that traffic, all that gunk people are going to get and cough out of. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Now it's going to be me this time. So, yay. Yay. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to assume this is not anyone else's first time here. Nope. Nope. It's my first time at PAX West, but not my first time at a gaming convention. However, I've only been to PAX for like any sort of convention that wasn't like a church convention. Ah. So I only really know how to expect packs. So I'm almost like on the other foot, I guess. <laughs> okay. I've also done the church convention as well. Yeah. The yeah. Stories I could tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, anywho. <laughs> anywho. All right. So let's start off here since I am the newbie here. So I'll be asking all the questions. Um, I guess to talk with Sarah, what is your favorite convention? I know you said multiple packs. Is there maybe like a favorite year maybe that you went? Or I guess it's just PAX East. Yeah, um, so I went to, my first one was PAX Unplugged. And that's, it was actually, it's a nice little one. It's all like board games, card games, tabletop games. So it didn't have like the loudness, I guess, that the other packs do. It was my first like real convention and I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm hooked. Like, I love these. I want to go to one like every single day of my life. Um, 
And then PAX East, which I'm, I feel like I'm a little biased towards PAX East because they both had a giant Final Fantasy 14 booth and an Animal Crossing booth. Um, so it very much was like me and my element. <laughs> and it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I, there's something about those gaming conventions that like sets my soul on fire, you know? It's just really a happy place for me. I probably I'll add like Pax West up there is probably also a favorite. I'm very bad at picking favorites. <laughs> so on record, if any of us sees a Final Fantasy anything, we should just oh I'm I'm gonna to be on yeah just, yeah okay. I already have my Final Fantasy lanyards ready from Pax East, so stole a whole bunch of them out of a bucket <laughs> wait no east is probably my favorite i met uh barrett's voice actor for the final fantasy 7 remake he actually oh, came cool. up he came up behind me um because they had the like first fight as a demo for final fantasy 7 and like we ran we got a voucher for me to be able to do it and he sat there and like finished the game with me oh cool. Because I was sitting there playing against his character. I was like the last person going because I'm a, you know, duck around every corner, check out every, you know, little thing that I can, which is great for games like that. But I feel like also makes like indie devs a little nervous because I tend to find things that like are bugged. Um, but yeah, I was just sitting there taking my sweet time and he just like come like came and like hung out with me. And I didn't even realize it was him until after like I finished it and this one guy was freaking out. He's like, do you even know who that was? And I was like, no, he was helpful. <laughs> but the stuff like that. Yeah. Very memorable. Very memorable. All right. How about you, Puppet? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I have been going to PAX West for years. I think this will be like my seventh one or something. Um, but I, I attended a convention that was like super different. This last spring, it was um, the Indie World Order convention, and it was a virtual convention where you could play as a pirate and sail the seas and go to different islands that had different booths on them. And um, it was like all indie games and you could play demos and you could like it was super cool. And there were like little mini games and stuff that you could go do. And it was it was such a cool a way to do a gaming convention. Um, so I I really enjoyed that. But, you know, I, I always love PAX West. Um, I think that virtual conventions have their benefits, um, but in-person um, conventions also do too. So it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between these, those two, I think. How about you, Taz? Let's see. I've only been to PAX, actually, in terms of, like, any convention, really. I've only been to PAX twice. This is my third year. Um, I, I I posted a tweet last time because they had a, a HyperX like RGB throne and I tweeted at them and they retweeted my tweet. And so that was like my most successful like PAX ever. <laughs> I think that and like Pokemon retweeted my tweet once. But in terms of PAX, that was that was pretty cool. That was that was pretty freaking cool. And Sarah, I think you kind of gave us your favorite memory, but let's talk about favorite memories from a convention. Do you have another one or is that the biggest one for you, Sarah? Probably one of the biggest ones. East was full of a lot of really good memories. I uh, also got to demo uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons before it came out. And that was just like literally I got married two weeks after it. And I think I was talking about Animal Crossing more than I talked about my own wedding. <laughs> um so that was pretty that was pretty memorable 
Uh, yeah. Uh, just honestly, I'm again, I am terrible. I can't pick favorites. I love everything. It's it's really bad. It's the teacher in me. I'm not allowed to. How about you, Taz? So other than the I, I don't know, I did have a lot of good memories in the last one because that was like my first kind of go at it as like a as a streamer. Um but I think my favorite memory, just because it was so funny, was oh yeah, I also learned how to play magic at my first pack. So that was pretty cool. Um, but we had a friend who stood in line for like the Nintendo demo for Legend of Zelda. Uh, what was it, puppet? I think it's Link's Awakening. That oh yeah, the remaster, the like the yeah, remake. Yeah, the remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like a combo like line of like you you played that for 10 minutes and then like Luigi's Mansion at the same time. Um, and he was in line for seven hours. Mm-hmm. He spent the whole day in line. And he said like he he's I, I got, like we checked on him periodically. I got him like food because like, you know, you can't really move. Uh-huh. And he was saying how like like the vice a vice president or like some some big big top top guy um asked like oh how long have you been waiting he's like seven hours and he like gave him like cards and stuff and like free stuff um because he was waiting in line so long he did end up like playing um but i know that didn't even like happen to me but just like knowing somebody who did that and like talking to them it was just kind of hilarious so yeah that was pretty good memory and what about you puppet Gosh, I have so many great memories from conventions. Uh, gosh. Um, yeah, I've been like sitting here trying to figure out which one I, I want to choose. I'm a lot like Sarah. I just love everything. Um, uh, but I think I think it was like my my first PAX ever. Um, just walking into the exhibition hall and just being so overwhelmed with how much there was and how cool it was. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know something like this existed. It was just so incredible and amazing. And like, I think it was like the second day or something. It was later that night. Like we were in the uh, indie mega booth like most of the time because uh, my my friend who took me the first time, she was a reviewer um, and she had, you know, interviews with indie devs and stuff like that for the the site she was writing for. And um, one of the devs said, oh, hey, we're going to have like a party. We've like rented out um, Cider, uh, which is this great um, cidery in um, Capitol Hill. And like, hey, you should come and hang out with us. Um, You get like, you know, two free drinks or something or one free drink um, on us if you play our demo. And so we ended up going um, to Cider and um, we hung out with this dev, although we didn't know it was the dev for some reason. And um, they had a big projector on the wall of the demo. And so we were like playing through it. And, you know, this random guy, seemingly random guy, was, like, uh, playing it, like, super well and kept, I don't know, he was, like, trash-talking people and stuff. It was, like, in, a, in like, a fun way. And so then my friend was, like, hey, if you can beat this demo in five minutes, like, I'll buy your, your drinks for the rest of the night because you can't do it. And he's, like, no, I can do it. And she's, like, yeah, whatever. Like, who is this punk? And he sits down and he, like, does it. And we later found out that he was like the developer and we're like, okay, like that's not fair. But it was like the first time that we like I ever 
experienced like an indie game and hanging out with somebody who had made a game. And um, I don't know, before that, for some reason, I just thought like, I don't know, people who make games aren't real or something. I'm not really sure. But that was the first time it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just seem so distant um, from you as a gamer. But that was the first time where it's like, oh, you're a person and you're chill and you're fun to hang out with. Um, that's awesome. So I, I think maybe that was my favorite memory. I have a bunch of others, but I think I'll just go with that for right now. It was a good memory. And just, you know, a little FYI to any any developer, if you want Sam to play your game, also offer me a drink or two and I'll whatever <laughs> you want me to play. <laughs> yeah. Play a game of Uno. Be like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. So as we are talking about conventions and we're going to PAX West, what are some of the best practices you guys have seen at conventions, especially now with, again, like COVID and stuff going around? So I went to PAX East in 2020, and that was February 2020. So it was right mm. as, you know, things were starting to get serious and starting to, you know, shut down and have precautions. I think the best thing, and I'm hoping PAX West does the same thing, and I give them huge kudos for what they did do. There was constant cleaning of, like, every touchable surface that was, like, railings, dividers that they had for people, hand sanitizer everywhere. And it was nice to see... Like, I've always heard that there was kind of a stigma, I guess, against like, oh, like people who go to cons, like they don't shower, they're smelly. <laughs> like, you know, I uh, I was a part of WebCon, which was a uh, virtual convention, and that was literally one of their big taglines. It was, you know, oh, you don't have to like wait in line and smell like people who aren't wearing deodorant. And uh, I guess just because PAX was right before everything, it seemed like everybody was really just on board with like being clean, cleaning hands, respecting space. Like they kind of shuffle everybody together to wait before you go into the expo hall. And people were very like respectful of giving you your space even before like the six feet apart rule. And I think that was kind of my favorite or most important, I guess kind of courtesy is that if somebody needs space whether it's for covid or you know anxiety or sensory issues or things like that anybody i found that most people are really good with that saying like hey can you like give me space can you give me room and that's something that i really kind of loved for cons i don't know if it's just kind of a common factor that a lot of people have um but everybody's really good at respecting like if you need to go sit in the corner and like chill out for five minutes i've never felt judged for having to do that or like judged anybody else who does that so the the kind of mental well-being care is something that i think is really important at the cons as well as buckets of hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah i'm gonna kind of piggyback on that like um i think uh you know one of the things that we kind of forget is um gaming conventions can be overwhelming even if you know you don't get overwhelmed very easily it's a lot to take in and it's really important to give yourself space um i think also i would say like be sure to bring water bring a little snack like take care of yourself because um you want to enjoy the convention you don't want to not enjoy the convention so um it's it's probably best i think also um a, a good practice is just to respect people kind of like what Sarah was saying, like, um, you know, just respect their, their space and their time. Um, I think, especially when it comes to like hanging out with in, indie devs and the indie mega booth or whatever, like 
um, just respecting, yeah, their space um, and not monopolizing their time or um, just recognizing that, you know, just being aware of people around you. I think any kind of public event, um, we all have a hard time with that because we get overwhelmed by crowds or we're overwhelmed by what's going on around us that we forget that there are human beings around us who have their own needs. So um, just, yeah, just keeping your eyes and ears open and being um, being respectful of of those around you. I totally agree. Um, while look, looking at the like PAX West um, app and the website and everything, they have like this... <laughs> It's like sitting area, I guess, like just bean bags everywhere. And it's like, I haven't sat in a bean bag in a decade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just want to sit in that room, though. I just like, I just, it just feels like, you know what? One of these hours, I'm going to be like, guys, I'm going to, mm-hmm. going to sit for like 30 minutes to an hour. I don't do anything. I just sit in there, just like, hmm, this is comfy. If I take a nap, let it happen. Yeah. No, I have actually, like the last uh, packs we were at. I was going through some um, like serious health stuff and I, yeah, I took an, I took nap time every day and I just took space for myself and they have quiet rooms where you have to be quiet and they have like bean bags and places that you can just lay down. And yeah, sometimes you just need to go like sit in a quiet room and just turn your brain off and process everything that you just saw. (laughs) That's completely acceptable. And I love that, you know, PAX, especially PAX, PAX West, is so accommodating when it comes to that kind of stuff. I can't wait. Oh, excited. Um, Taz, anything to add? Uh, nothing really to add. No, they kind of, like, nailed it. Um, it is, I think the first time I went, it was surprising. Because the second time I went was, like, after, I think some, like, uh like major kind of attack i feel like and so they had like uh you know some police and like guard dogs and stuff uh like going going into the entrances and stuff but um other than that like i was surprised for as many people and as big of an event it was how well managed it was and how much it definitely took a lot of people to make it as smooth as possible and they did a great job so uh, and I hope they continue to do so, especially especially in, in the times today. And a service announcement from the game of Raven Review. Wash your hands with soap. <laughs> now, no one will blame you if you're late because you washed your hands for a minute. No one. Mm-hmm. They do. Don't be friends with those people. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have your best interest. <laughs> dry, dry your hands after you wash them. Also, yeah, also dry your hands. No, nobody likes sticky wet hands. <laughs> On a side note, every if you've ever shaken someone's hand that's moist, it's an odd feeling because you're like, should I say something? Should I not say something? Do they know their hands? Maybe it's just sweat. It's a lot of sweat though. Ooh. So maybe I mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just gonna kindly <laughs> wipe my hand on my pants. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and it's completely acceptable to sanitize your hands after you wash them. Yes. yes. It's okay to do both. I mean yes. double. Hey. Just like washing the dishes, it's the same thing. If you want to pre-soak your hands and then put them <laughs> in the dishwasher, do that. Just don't <laughs> dip them in bleach water. Please don't do that. <laughs> no. Sad things we have to actually tell people not to do things. Right, though. <laughs> Anywho, uh, moving along. Um, What do you enjoy most about attending conventions? I love panels. I love panels. <laughs> That's how I do packs. Is I 
I like map out what panels I want to go to. And um, I just, I love it. I, I love the energy that panels bring. Um, I've never been one to be like, uh, I don't know, to stand in line or anything like that for a demo. Um, I'd much rather be sitting in a panel learning new things. So that's probably my favorite part. Would you like to share with the with the class maybe something that also is coming up during past? Oh, I always forget to mention this. Um, yes, I. This is my first year of being a panelist. I am so excited because it's been a dream of mine for years now to sit on a panel at PAX, and um, I love the panel that I will be a part of. It's called um, Wholesome Games, uh, Little Games You'll Love. And it will be happening on Friday at 2.30 in the Horse Theater in the Grand Hyatt if you are attending PAX West. Um, It's going to be amazing. I'm joined by some really great individuals, including um, Victoria, who has been on our podcast with us. Um, And we're just going to talk about cozy, wholesome games. And actually might be the same kind of panel that um, was one of my favorite memories I just loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, we're spending an entire hour just talking about all these cute, cozy games. And now I have a whole list of like games I can use when I need to decompress. I'm so excited. And there it was, there were like a lot of lady devs there too, which is always super inspiring to me as a fellow female in the gaming industry. Um, And it was just really great. So Yes, I'm so excited to finally be able to live out my dream of sitting on a panel. Um, but yeah, uh, my favorite favorite parts of conventions are definitely the panels. Sarah, what about you? I love merch. I will go and I will shop around even if I don't buy anything. I am a merch collector. I do like the demos for things. However, I really only I really only waited in line for Animal Crossing. That was the only thing that. I said, okay, this is really worth a good chunk of my time. But another thing that I really loved at PAX East, which actually is what got me into like seeking out opportunities like Game Raven and things like that, was going around to the indie dev booths and demoing their games, but also just kind of talking to them and like seeing what their inspiration was behind things, how they came up with um, with their game ideas. There was one booth, which actually I've been trying to hunt them down. I don't remember the exact name, but it was something along the lines of like the hero dies again. And the whole point of the game was that every time you died, you got stronger or like things changed and things like that. And I just loved like the concept and talking to those devs. And my brain was just like, wow, this is like what I want to be. I love these people. Like it's just such positive energy. When you're going into it and you could see people light up like when you're like, hey, tell me about your game and seeing that like behind somebody's face and being so like excited to share with you about this creation that they made that you get to enjoy is just so awesome. Like I loved going around and seeing that from people and being like, "Okay, like you really put your heart and soul into this. Like I I can see where you got this now and being able to ask those questions. Um, I'm also... Uh, Puppet, I will say, I don't really go to panels. I did host a panel or two at uh, virtual conventions and sat it on those. But I unfortunately have the type of ADHD that makes it hard for me to sit still. So sitting through those panels 
uh, will be a new thing for me to go support you for yours. Aww. But I will apologize if I have to like walk and pace out of the room for a little bit. <laughs> oh, trust me. I completely understand. No, it's it's all good. Um, I know not everybody's uh, super into panels, so that's totally fine. And I will not be offended if you get up and walk out. <laughs> that's fine. I literally have my husband bringing home little tiny notebooks for me because I'm somebody when I'm in like lectures and like things like that, I have to doodle. So that way I can have a little notebook that I can like draw like in while you're doing your panel. So oh. hopefully I can, hopefully I can sit through it. You know, I, I try. I love it. I love being in the crowds. I love the noise. I love the people. So I am very much like an expo hall checking out the booths type gal. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for trying. I love it. I will. I will try my hardest. I promise. <laughs> and Taz, what about you? I'm probably about the same as Sarah. Love the Expo Hall. Uh, even though I'm here on Game Raven Review doing indie stuff, I do love my my big things. You know, I love seeing my like. It's it's a little different, I guess, because it's like I'm seeing my childhood, like right there you know when like playstation's there xbox is there um and it's just like it it has it's this feeling of like oh like my little the little the my my little um youth part of me is like really coming out because this has been his whole dream to go to these things um and now it's like boom right there sure lines suck lines take forever um but even just like day one first hour just taking it all take first hour taking in the expo hall in um because there's even like even in the expo hall there's little little nooks and crannies and corners of things that you may not see if you kind of just walk through the middle you kind of go 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 around it and there's like two two things of it at least in pax west um like two halves uh so it's just it's just uh, a beautiful feeling and like the the giant screens and the the commentary live commentary of like live gaming and stuff. Um, I like that stuff uh, as well as uh, even tournaments. Uh, I think I've participated in only two. Uh, Puppet and I did a Mario Kart eight tournament in 2017. No, 2018. And then we did a Mario tennis tournament in 2019. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I like, I like trying to scrub some noobs. <laughs> I guess this is my first year again going to a gaming convention. Again, merch is probably the big thing for me. Like, I enjoy finding nooks and crannies of, oh, look at this random thing that this person is selling. I like that. I want that. I'm buying that. Which uh, that means I also carry cash on me or something. Oh, that. <laughs> but I enjoy like I like the merch. The like I said, looking at panels to me. And again, I will say this for puppet. Like if you see me with like an earbud in an ear, that is not me not paying attention. <laughs> that is me doing like again having stimulus to keep me still engaged and everything. It's just I I listen things multiple times at once. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But. So be paying attention, still be able to give you a nice point by point thing. And yes, you're going to hear like a good whoop when they're like, oh, and here's Puppet from Game Raven. I'm like, oh, you're a woo girl. I love it. I am a woo girl. I am the person at your graduation who may or may not sneak in an air horn and then be like, who did that? Can we all say woo very loud whenever Puppet's introduced? (laughs) Yes. So instead of just woo girls, we're woo girls. I love it. 
yeah, I will be the uwu girl in your corner and be like, yeah, baby, yeah. Oh. And be like, oh, right. all right, well, you know who who's there for that? Like, yes, I don't. The rest <laughs> of you also claps. I'm glad you're here. Oh. Uh, but yeah, like I, and there could probably be some games that I'll look at and be like, ooh, that looks nice. How long is that line? <laughs> mm, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> but definitely just want to see the people. Like I want to see the interactions if they're going to be. Again, a lot of different panels. What are those going to be like? The cosplayers. Just like, I like people watching. So to see just the people and see them get excited over anything. Like, oh, look at that. I don't know. Kirby game. I don't know if this is a Kirby game or not. But like, oh, look at that Kirby game. That person's really excited about that. I'm glad they're really excited about that. Because it, I don't know, to see the joy on someone's face. Like, oh, look at that game. Or look at this. Look at that. It's always cool to see someone just happy. Especially in like, I don't know, today's time where a lot of people aren't really happy. And like seeing... People smile. Mm, except for we're all going to be wearing masks. You can see the grins. You can see the Yeah, the you cheeks. can see the little, like, the, the little cheeks, cheeks smush in the eyeball. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The smize. The smize. Please wear a mask. I just saw. Another service announcement. Please, please wear a mask. Yes. Mask up. Mask on. Keep your mask on. Oh. Yes. <laughs> all right. So gaming conventions. And we talked about some things we enjoy. Now let's go to the opposite side. On one of some of the pet peeves of conventions. Um, I guess I can start with that. I've <laughs> done conventions like gaming conventions where, again, these are like way back in the day, and maybe people weren't really that great with personal space. Um, some people got really pushy at times when you're just like trying to get into like an arena or some kind of theater, and it's just like people are now pushing, and I'm being touched, and I'm like, please don't touch me. I, I I don't want oh god everyone's like close to me and now my anxiety that is usually decent is now on a different level and now I just want to leave because I've been touched too many times I can't breathe everyone's like really close to me I just want to go mm-hmm. what about you all get peeves <laughs> yes <laughs> too expensive ah. and sells ah. out I hate the scalpers with a passion oh yeah I can't imagine it would it be like this here. I still wanted that pink Animal Crossing hoodie. I am still salty about that. Dang. Dang. Yeah, I got Puppet uh, for her. It was like an early birthday gift, but uh, she really wanted this stuffed Makar um, Mm -hmm. that we have now. It's pretty, it's like life-size, I guess, because Makar is like not that big, but Mm -hmm. pretty solid. $60 for just a, Mm. like a Makar with a, bell inside i'm like holy moly but i got it before they sold out but yeah yeah overpriced merch sucks yeah wow i think inflation over the last couple of years has really warped my idea of what is expensive because i was like when you said 60 dollars, i was like actually that's like a really good deal for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <sighs> uh, yeah no i loved that that was another great memory is when you got me that macar because i love macar and wind waker is like my favorite game ever and uh i was really sad when it was like 60 dollars, and it was like over my budget which i hate budgets because things like that happen um but he like showed up with it and i was like oh my god and i held that thing so tight all day like a little kid (laughs) so good my pet peeve is similar to yours sam which i don't think we're gonna have a lot of issues with this year just because of covid and everything um is like when people bump into you Like when they're walking, I feel like that happens. Like I get elbowed. I don't know what it is about me as an individual, but people like elbow me all the time. And I'm like, what? What's going on? It could also be that I don't walk straight. So it could be that. But (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not saying it's completely their fault all the way. I'm taking some responsibility, but overall, I just, you know, when people just aren't like aware of their surroundings and they just kind of like hit you, whatever, and they like keep going and they kind of like shove past you. I, I don't like that. Um, my other pet peeve is, <laughs> and this is so stupid. Um, when people walk slow, Ugh. yes, and they take up the entire like hallway or wherever you're walking i'm like oh my gosh and i feel like this about driving too like if you ever drive with me and somebody's driving slow i'm like that is so rude i just think it's so rude like i'm like (laughs) there are people behind you i know that you are having a grand old time and you know you have nowhere to be and life is good for you but guess what i have somewhere i need to be because I'm trying to get to a panel or like I'm trying to get to this merch or like I'm just excited to be here and I want to be able to walk at my pace and I can't do that if (laughs) you're taking up the whole section. Totally fine if you're a slow walker, by the way. Totally fine. Just be respectful and know (laughs) your surroundings and um, yeah, stay to the right. Stay to the right, my friends. It's like driving. You just gotta just just stay out of the way. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. let me mm. be line. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Or in Puppet's case, more like a zigzag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be good navigating together. I'm very much a, I see my destination and I weave and bop around people until I get there as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. It's the one yeah. pro of being short. I can duck like in and out through people pretty quickly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I usually like with my friends, I'm like, okay. This is the destination, you guys. You do not have to walk with me because I do bob and weave. Yeah. Um, I will see you there. Yeah. The games keep up, not catch up with Puppet walking yeah. around. Sorry. <laughs> but I never expect anybody to keep up with me either. Like, I'm, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm a little busy bee and I just go do my thing. And, you know, I'm just happy if you're around. And if you can't keep up, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not offended. I'll see you there, Puppet. Just find yeah. a, hold a spot for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely that person. I'll, I'll save you a spot. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, something that I also would like to know, because, you know, might be talking to a few indie devs there. Uh, what is the best way to network at a convention? I can start with this one. Um, well, obviously, like we've said, just like be respectful of people's time and energy and um, kind of put yourself in their shoes for a minute. Um, and also, uh, communicate clearly, like when you are approaching a developer or anybody really that you're trying to connect with, like you have a good, maybe, um, five to 10 seconds, uh, to convince them that you're somebody worth connecting with. And so if you know exactly what you are there for and what you want to say, um, that's always great because, Again, their time is so valuable and their energy is so valuable. And if you show that you value that too, um, they're going to want to connect with you. Um, yeah, so those are my my top ones. Um, and just know that uh, it's okay to connect after the fact as well. Like you don't have to get everything in during this convention. They're going to be around. They're going to be there. Um, Discord is a thing. Twitter is a thing. Um, you'll have time afterwards for sure. Um, and just share your excitement. Like people are excited. They're at a gaming convention. And so have fun, you know, have fun with them, be excited with them. And, uh, yeah, 
be respectful. That's my little spiel. So yelling, hey, talk to me is not a good. <laughs> right. Don't use it as a time to be negative either. Like that's not the time. Don't go up and like critique their fighting systems or something like that. Like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I've never seen. Uh, I was gonna say I've never seen anybody do that. But I uh, packs unplugged seemed to be a big one for that with the tabletop games and the card games where it's like if you can't figure out how to read the directions of the cards, suddenly everybody's just like, you made a crap game. And like that's not the way to network. Like nobody wants to hear that. So right, just and making making sure it's you know positive and things like that. Don't connect with somebody, you know, as an ends to be like this is how I would fix your game, and don't ask them things that I guess would take a lot of time to think about either. They're really busy at cons. A lot of people do also get like really overwhelmed being in the big crowds too. So it might be something where you could say, hey. I, I want to follow up with you about this and get an email or a phone number and stuff like that too. And that way, again, like Puppet said, you're being respectful of their time. Like if they're looking for more people to promote it to and you're already kind of sold, it might be easier to just like send them an email after the con or like that night. So that way they can have a fresh brain and not be so worried about everything else going on. For sure. Yeah. Um, and kind of along those lines too, I... I think the biggest feedback I've gotten from indie devs um, has been um, the most, I guess, annoying question they get asked is, when is your game going to get released? Because everybody wants to know that. Everybody asks that. Yeah. And like, honestly, not everybody, not all indie devs know when that can happen, whether it, because there's so many different moving parts, especially if you're a solo developer or a really super small team, because life happens and you may not be fully funded or you don't know when that's going to come in or just all kinds of factors. So generally, like, you know, I, I try not, I try to avoid that question, but I do set them up to answer that question like on their own if they offer it that's great if they don't then you know what like it's honestly focus on the game not on the timeline because the game is what's important i also wanted to mention um <laughs> this kind of goes with my pet peeve a little bit actually too is um just be aware of like where you're standing and what space you're taking up in their booth because yeah. booths are super small. And so if you are interviewing someone or like if you're trying to connect with a dev or something and you're standing in front of their game, so you're blocking uh, the view of people who are walking by, like that's no bueno. So just like be aware of like where you're standing and, and you, like the space you're taking up because um, that's also super important too. And the last thing you want to do is like hinder a dev from sharing their game with potential players um we're here to support them not to <laughs> take up too much space i guess <laughs> so what i'm getting is again i shouldn't yell hey at them and also i shouldn't ask them about the meaning of life as a question <laughs> right. i don't think it's a quick answer yeah don't don't do anything that would either take them forever to think about or anything that's like putting them on the spot like hey when's your game getting released it's really just, you know, things that you would, things that you would ask, I guess, more of a stranger. A lot of times people, I think, equate devs with like being friends because you have that shared interest of the game and gaming. And it's really easy to get like emotionally connected to games, at least for me, but they're people. And sometimes the person who's at the con isn't like the head dev. 
Sometimes it might be somebody who, you know, worked on a certain piece of it and can't answer all of those questions. And being respectful of that is super, super important because you don't want to get somebody who was in charge of the graphics getting upset about a game mechanic or anything like that or not knowing when the release date's going to be. Because not every developer team is only just one or two people or very in the know, you know. Steal a card, too. Worst comes to worst. A lot of them have business cards. Oh, yeah. Just say hey, be kind, steal a card. Steal a card <laughs> from their pocket. <laughs> I still have, like, so many cards floating around from PAX East. And, like, I wasn't even going with the intention to, like, network with devs. They give them out, like, candy. Mm-hmm. Um, don't lose them. To hold on to them, cherish them. They put a lot of time and effort into them, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anything to add? In my experience, I think, and Puppet, maybe after your panel, you can kind of maybe answer this and experience it yourself. But I remember I I did a lot of like tweeting at PAX and then like adding the people um, and mentioning the people that were there. I remember there was this one we went to, I think, one of the devs was uh, the devs for a game called Prey. It's kind of like a, like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of a, uh, kind of like Shadow of the Colossus. Um, oh, Pray for the Gods. Yes. Pray for the Gods. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we went to a panel that he, he was in. It was like solo devs or something like that. Um, and I like tweeted and I, added all the people that were at the panel and i said like and i was like i wasn't necessarily talking at them it was just like kind of like putting it into my audience of like oh hey like this panel was super cool and then it was like a day long not maybe not a day long but like a whole thread that the people that were in the panel um were just like talking and laughing and they're like oh let's like let's do a yearly like meetup of these people that were there and i'm like cool i just started something that's awesome um so maybe not like not to say networking, but like kind of kind of complimenting them on social media, you know, um, because, you know, the IGN, all those cats are covering the big stuff, whereas like Game Raven Review, not only are we like, you know, doing interviews and things, but even just like throwing it up on your own social media of like, hey, I talked to this person. They're awesome. Their game is this. Just putting it out there, throwing a quick tweet out there and maybe they'll see and they'll be like, oh, I did talk to that person and kind of there's that connection that's built um but of course they are people too so like don't try to like you know dm every day or whatever just kind of just like throw it out there um so that's kind of just what my experience has been at least yeah twitter is a great way to network in general in the gaming uh industry um and especially during events like that when you like live tweet um yeah that helps devs a lot and it's just a super easy way for them to connect with you on their own time uh which is really great so would you all lean more towards again going towards social media like twitter versus an actual email i think it really depends yeah well i know even for game raven um just kind of who interacts with all of those are different people and i would assume that on a bigger scale that would also be the case it never hurts to do both Mm -hmm. um or to also you know twitter could be something more informal like taz said like hey oh my gosh i'm really excited for this developer's game you know their booth was awesome 
And then an email could be something more formal, like, hey, we were real, I really was interested in connecting with you. I tweeted, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, and just kind of depends. I think Twitter's good for um just something like quick and like in the moment, because I think it would be easier to check Twitter during the con day instead of like your email. Yeah, I think um I totally agree with Sarah. Um, they're probably different people looking at different things. And um yeah, Twitter is more you are talking to your own audience and helping to promote their game. So you're kind of getting your name in front of them. And then email is more uh, one-on-one. These are questions I have specifically for you um, as a developer. So yeah, it just really depends on the context, I think. Now, as a newcomer to gaming conventions and this being my very first one, what is some advice you all like to give me or someone like me as this would be their first convention? Wear comfortable shoes. And I won't elaborate. Wear comfortable that's, that's shoes. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a good one. I would say, um, as, as you know, it's easier said than done, but like in terms of don't get overwhelmed on day one um, because day one really is kind of for, you know, Scanning the things out, doing all like you know, seeing seeing what's available, what's there, because a lot of people pay for day one passes or like one day passes, and it's just yeah, day one, day one passes. Um, but then second day, you know, is is kind of the prime time to really kind of uh, do stuff, um, test games, play games, do demos, um, things like that. At least in my experience, um, if that's what you like, that's what you enjoy. Um, it definitely uh, kind of uh, thins out every day, um, but of course, like some some booths like leave earlier, leave on the third day or whatever. Um, but uh, don't feel like you have to do everything in the first day. Um, it's a it's a pressure you don't need. Enjoy it, take it in, soak it in, read the read the thing, see what you want to go see, and then uh, kind of work your way from there. Is my best advice. Yeah, I. I absolutely agree with Taz. Like, don't try to overdo yourself. Um, Like, just be comfortable with the fact that you're not going to be able to do everything that you want to. Every time PAX ends, I always feel like, oh, man, there's so much more I wanted to do. So if you are just like, you understand, okay, I'm not going to be able to do everything. Um, Before I go in, I'm just going to have a little meeting with myself and I'm going to decide, okay, these are the two most important things that I want to do today. And the rest of it's just gravy. Um, And even if I don't get to both of those things, I just want to fully enjoy, you know, the most important thing to me. Um, And know that there's going to be other conventions in the future. It's not going to be, hopefully, it's not going to be your last convention um, that you will be able to return and um, do more things. And I'm mostly talking to myself because I'm the kind of person who wants to do everything, especially since I'm so into panels and they take so much time. Um, I have to really decide like, okay, how am I going to use my time? And uh, always assume things will take longer than you think they will. Always. Because they always will. Whether it's you have to wait to demo a game or if you're trying to grab lunch somewhere or if you're, you know, just walking from one end of the expo hall to the other, it's going to take longer than you think. So give yourself lots of margins. Um, And yeah, I think that's probably the most important piece of advice aside from 
like Sarah said, comfortable shoes, bring some water, bring snacks, you know, sit down when you need to take care of yourself physically. Um, yeah, there you go. I want to kind of piggyback on all that, too. Um, one thing I a little known fact about me, I was like a Disney travel agent for like a solid like few months. Whoa, cool. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I learned from that and like planning my own kind of like uh, Puppet was saying, you know, pick your big things and the rest is just gravy. But something that also really, really helps if you're a planner, especially if you're only going for a day or two. Uh, like when we went to PAX East, we only planned on one day and we ended up actually going home and going back because I had such bad FOMO. Um, get the schedules. They're out, at least for PAX West. Everything's out right now. They have the apps. Get familiar with that kind of stuff. We'll look up and see where things are ahead of time. Because the last thing you want to do is be, you know, wasting an hour, half an hour, you know, trying to find something on the app when it's something that you could do ahead of time and figure it out and kind of game plan. Okay, this is what's most important. So you don't get as overwhelmed once you get in there. Because once you get once you get into the hall, like you lose all logic. The more you could figure out before your day starts, the better. And just again, trying not to get crushed when it doesn't happen because sometimes you get better opportunities. I didn't expect to take forever at the Final Fantasy VII remake booth, but I met Barrett's voice actor. Like it's what it is. You you get what you get out of it anyway, and it's always going to be awesome. Well said. Yes, well said. And also, also have a good time. Don't forget to have fun. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is serious. All business, all work, no play. <laughs> You're at a video game convention. You cannot have yes. fun. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> Keep up. Walk fast. Oh, no. <laughs> and weave. Bob and weave. <laughs> Being left in the dust. Like, ugh. We'll, we'll get some leashes. You guys could be leash kids. No. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I just imagined, like, you guys sitting in, like, one of those red wagons. Oh, oh cool. Oh, my gosh. And I, I actually <laughs> might be okay with that. Right, though? We'll have a little red wagon for Game Raven. <laughs> or like a black wagon with a little raven on the side. Yes. Oh. Raven wagon. There you go. Like anyone tired? Do you want a, want a little ride? Yes. Take you to where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, man. So, firstly, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Game Raven Review Podcast. I've been your host, Sam, and you can find me on all social media under Sam said it DFW. And Sarah, where can you be found? Uh, so I am Sarah Sweet B, so you can find me at anywhere with Sarah Sweet B. Sarah with an H. Um, sweet as in candy and B as in a bubble bee. Uh, pretty much anywhere you can find me with that, I want you to find me. So you could try it. Um, I do stream on Twitch. I've been taking a little bit of break because there is a lot of big Twitch drama and safety issues up in the air, at least in my community. So we are taking a step back, but Twitter is my home. I'm pretty much on Twitter all the time, so feel free to tweet at me, pester me. And I I do uh, Game Raven's Twitter, so you could tweet at Game Raven Review as well. Send me a nice little meme or pun. I'm sure me or Puppet or whoever checks it will appreciate it. Yay! And Puppet, where can they find you? I am Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E-N. And I'm on all the socials. 
Um, and I'm also on Twitch. So I stream on our Twitch channel on Friday nights on Game Raven Review. Um, I do indie games and then I continue to do more indie games on my own channel Saturdays and Sundays. And I come back on Mondays to the Game Raven Review channel to do some multiplayer games. Um, and you'll find me occasionally over on uh, Taz's channel for Two Player Tuesday. Um, so yeah, that's me. And again, if you do want to, um, come hang out for the panel that I'll be on, um, and you want to learn more about some wholesome, amazing games, uh, that is going to be on Friday, September 3rd at 2.30 PM in the Horse Theater in the Grand Hyatt, if you are attending PAX West. So it would be so cool to see you. Um, yeah, there you go. And Taz, what are your social needs? My social meds, you can find me at TazTDevil3 on all the social meds. Uh, I do stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, doing my own variety of things. Um, and then I do stream on Wednesday nights for the Game Raven Review uh, Twitch channel, uh, streaming whatever's hot in the indie world. Hope to see you there. And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Twitch, where you can send those bad puns or good puns, matters on how you look at them, at Game Raven Review, that is on Twitter and Twitch, and our website, GameRavenReview.com, where you can also join our Discord. Have a fantastic week, and until next time, goodbye. Okay.